One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast. Three women, one podcast and a whole load of badass with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. This is our final podcast for 2019, but we will be back with you in the new year on Monday, January 6th. In the meantime, we have astrologer Debbie Frank sharing her 2020 predictions for each of the star signs, so go check yours out. It's 100 years since the Sex Discrimination Reform Act, and we find out how it's impacted women's lives. And is your Christmas tree looking a bit male, pale and stale this year? We meet two women who are bringing colour to Christmas. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Now, we know that if you're anything like us, you just want to know what is going to happen next to you. You don't want to wait for it to unfold. You want to know now. And thankfully, we have the amazing Debbie Frank, astrologer and author of Written in the Stars, in the studio with us. Welcome back, Debbie. Oh, so lovely to be here. Thank you so much for coming in. So tell us, 2020, new decade. Yes. Starting afresh. What is it going to be like? Well, it's really interesting because the planets are totally in sync with the roaring 20s it's going to be. So Jupiter and Saturn, it's like um, in ancient astrology that we called the meeting of the two kings. And when they get together, there is a real sense of a whole new cycle that's unfolding. So it does feel as if it's very much clearing. It's a clearing year. It's a transitional year, mm-hmm. the first okay. year of the new decade, 2020. So we do have to clear out. It's not like it all switches over, um, you know, at midnight on November. No, on, um, January the 1st so we have to go into it but make sure we've got rid of things we don't want to bring into that new decade but there's masses of opportunities that download throughout the year um quite a few retrogrades as well um which yeah so that's always Venus and Mars are both going retrograde um so this is about relationships and it's about what we're doing with our lives so it's like there are opportunities to move forwards but we have to make sure we're really on track with the right thing and anything that's standing in the way well it won't be coming along with us so <laughs> that's a good thing <laughs> just yeah. make a list of things yeah. of ditching yeah. now yeah <laughs> yeah uh, David give us like a little overview for each of the signs just a quick one sure absolutely Um, Well, Aries, very interesting. They're going to have Mars retrograding in their sign for months and months. Normally, Mars skips through a sign in six weeks. So between September and November, Mars is retrograde. So, And you even end the year with Mars still in your sign going forwards. It's a very long time. 
So um, I would say that towards the end of the year, in the autumn period, Aries need to have a bit of a rethink, which they will be impatient about because, as you know, Aries likes everything yesterday. But you have to take your time. But you'll finish 2020 on an absolute high. So that's good. really good for them. Taurians still got Uranus in Taurus. This is the change maker, which, again, Taurus, not their favourite word, taking them out of their comfort zone. Um, but actually, it's all great. It's exciting. It's liberating. It's seeing things with fresh eyes. So lots of new things and new people coming in for Taurians. And for Gemini, they've got to look at collaboration, joint efforts. Um, but they're the ones with the Venus retrograding through their own signs. So May and June, ooh, all of those old ghosts, the exes, the blasts from the past being revisited. Um, so don't go crazy with that one because you know what happens is that the ex gets back in touch. You think, oh, why did I do that? And then when, as soon as Venus turns around and moves forwards again, you think, oh, no. <laughs> so... Um, cancer. Well, the eclipses in Cancer. There's one on January the 10th, eclipse full moon, and one on June the 21st. And this kind of shifts the bigger picture in your life, which feels like the universe is talking to you. Oh, this is Emma. Yeah, yeah I'm a Cancerian. Mm. And lots of blessings in relationships. Oh. Which is very nice. So, <laughs> Leo getting super serious about relationships because they've got Saturn moving into their relationship zone, which means um, Saturn is very much, you know, the make or break planet. Um, it's about commitment, contracts. Um, other than that, they have to get super healthy. That's what Leos have to do. Virgos, they are going to be in a manifesting mode Ooh. so if you think of the law of attraction it's not just dream world inspiration it's about okay we want it here right now how's it going to work um and also neptune in the relationship angle so um yes it can be magic in the romance department but as we all know with special effects they are special <laughs> effects so just make sure that you see someone in the cold light of day as well um libra Once taken the makeup yeah, off. yeah um libra a big year for partnerships because of the mars in Aries from the end of June right the way through to the end of the year. Um, there will be a, a few months with, with Mars in retrograde, so you'll be questioning, but things might seem on and then off and then on, but they'll be on again by the end of the year. So that's Ooh, very Libra, nice. to get the balance. Very, you know, yeah. the scales can get uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then Scorpio, well, it, this is about your message, your ideas, your voice, um, all getting through loud and clear in 2020. So it's the year to say what you want to say, whether it's written or spoken to one person or to an audience um, new people coming in changing what's possible for you I think some <laughs> producer make producer, is yeah, happy. Johnny. Make producer Johnny happy yeah it's yeah. all good isn't it well he needs to be speaking <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no 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 he doesn't have a voice without one um, Sagittarius well they have had this year 2019 Jupiter through their sign all year which has opened up lots of potential but now they've got to land it and expand it got to be canny financially take full advantage of opportunities but there's really fantastic conjunctions i'm going to get technical now of jupiter and pluto <laughs> jupiter and saturn jupiter's their ruling planet so it's all good basically this is Aww. really where things open up even more nice. and capricorn well out of all of the signs humongous <gasps> year for all mountain Yay! goats <laughs> so the year begins with this dramatic meeting on january the 12th between you're going to have saturn pluto the sun mercury and the asteroid Ceres all together in a I bunch. Mean, all the good ones. All together, yeah, having a massive meeting. Um, so this is a, a great big check-in point. It's a reality check. I and mean, if it's your birthday, January the 12th, it's going to be like super um, 
high definition, I would say, about okay. what's right for you. Um, so you've got to make sure you're on target, on track. There'll be some corrections if not. But you've got the guardian angel planet Jupiter in your sign um, all through the year meeting. Um, with Pluto and this Capricorn eclipses. Well, there's one on Boxing Day before okay. the year turns and another one in Capricorn on July the 5th. Those are both game changers. Ooh. Yeah. Very good. Excited. And Aquarius, well, not since 1992-3 has Saturn been in the water bearer sign. So there's a new 29-year cycle that begins this year, um, which is really interesting. Saturn is the planet of karma, so it depends on whether you've been naughty or nice, Aquarius. <laughs> you reap what you sow. Um, but 2020 is mainly a prelude. There's still time to clean up your act, don't worry. Um, you've got to play the long game and be mindful. And then Pisces, last but not least. And Neptune's still with you all year, which is the dream machine planet. So it's very good for getting creative inspiration. It can be romantic. It can be healing, allowing you to forgive and forget to let it go. And your prime time is when Mars is in Pisces, mid-May to late June. You need to go all out. So that's <laughs> it. Well sort of hear this and they think oh I don't know it's, it's just a load of all rubbish isn't it? Yeah. how do we know that we can have some faith in the stars well it is a very very ancient um, science as well as an art and I think with the star sign astrology the sun sign astrology obviously we are dividing people yeah. up into one twelfth of the population it's a bit like a weather forecast for the sign yeah. I mean obviously if you want your full chart done come and see me for your own detailed reading <laughs> <laughs> you know because then we have yeah, all there. of your plans and then we get a bit more detail and if you're reading your horoscope and it's, it's looking a bit gloomy or thinking mm. oh god mars is retrograde or whatever mm. how how what should one do to course correct on this kind of stuff well i think it's always in the challenging times that we learn the most in mm. fact we never learn anything when everything's all grooving great do we we just sort of go la di da it's all fine um but through the challenge that's often when we have to really step up to the plate um so actually challenges are to be welcomed i call them challenges not problems you'll note <laughs> <laughs> and you know i think that's when people can really kind of up level their lives and get bigger awareness you know make those major decisions so actually it can be really good to be presented with that kind of thing there's going to be a big u.s election in mm. 2020 what do we think the stars are saying there do you think it's change or is it status quo well, many astrologers think um, that actually uh, a president that starts in this Jupiter-Saturn cycle doesn't finish their term, which is quite interesting. Ooh. I say nothing, my lips remain sealed. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of Geminis, because of course Boris is a Gemini as well. Um, so we've got lots of twin energy oh. ruling the globe at the oh. moment. Oh, mm. oh but Boris and Trump are Gemini. Yes, the terrible twins. Oh, <laughs> wow, is yeah. it? Yeah. And they are. These look with the yeah. great showman, you know, gift of the gab. Yeah. Very good with people. My puppies are also Geminis. Oh, oh you've got two of I've them? I've got two. There's one under the table. Yeah. Oh, really? It's very yeah. quiet. Yeah. Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> Geminis. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I have it up close at home. I'm going on a date with a Gemini tomorrow. And you I'm just, are? I've just become a bit worried about it now. It's suddenly looking less rosy than it was. I think you have lots of fun. Because <laughs> they never stop Short talking term. and they're very funny. That would be yeah. something to share, actually, before we wrap up. Compatibility. Yeah. Yeah. Who are we most well, compatible Well, of course, with? you're really compatible with, uh, from the elemental point of view. So if you're a 
fire sign, you should be with fire or air. Mm-hmm. If you're an earth sign, you should be with earth or water. Yeah. So um, earth and water go together. So that's uh, Scorpio, Cancer, Pisces with uh, Virgo, Taurus, Capricorn. Those are all together. They all get on. Or your opposite sign because opposites attract. Mm. So can- Capricorn, Cancer, these two yeah. girls here. Yeah. And actually there's a feeling with opposites that um, you sort of feel that person has what you lack and you really are magnetised by it but mm. can drive you a bit crazy as well <laughs> <'cause> it's, <laughs> but it's exciting so yes it's very interesting um the compatibility should you should you not pursue something with somebody if you're not compatible with your stance <laughs> well i think you, you know whether you're compatible <laughs> or not no i mean i see a lot of technically incompatible marriages because when you really look at the charts some people really like all that drama it depends very much on what their own chart signature is mm. so some people love to have it you know with lots of fireworks and drama and some people just really want a quiet life and can't take it <laughs> naming no names just looking at my libra here <laughs> oh my goodness literally as you were saying that i was like i need the quiet life and i spend too much time with fire signs that drive me yeah because insane. that's your opposite aries is your opposite fire but i love in, them in equal yes, measure because yes. they have so much interesting energy but oh, leo men are my Achilles heel. I'll be in a corner rocking after an interaction with a Leo man. So, um, they're yeah. kind of Adonis types, aren't they? Oh, well, you're supposed yes, to sort are. of orbit around them because they're the sun. You know, you mm-hmm. have to satellite around Leo, mm. pay homage. Yes. 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 <laughs> I have been there yeah. and worn that T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Wings have melted sometimes. <laughs> Like I said, you can get your own reading with her. You can follow her at Debbie underscore Frank on Twitter or at Scorpio Debbie on Insta. I mean, that's, that's such a horrible yeah. isn't it? Scorpio yeah, Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> um, and of course, her book, Written in the Stars, tells you everything you need to know about your sign and potentially the sign of a person you're going on a date with that's hugely incompatible with you. <laughs> <laughs> Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. She'll get you talking. Last Christmas, 100 years ago, we would still have been... 101 years ago, we would still have been suffering from sex discrimination. But now it is 100 years since the Sex Discrimination Removal Act. And Dana Dennis-Smith, founder of First 100 Years Project, has created a charity to help us understand why this is so monumental and how it has changed our lives. Hi, Dana, how are you doing? Hi, hi, I'm very well. Good. So tell us a little bit about the Sex Discrimination Removal Act and how it changed society? Well, it's pretty fundamental for women, really, because, um, as you may know, a lot of the uh, professions, by which I mean professions where you can earn more money, like lawyers or accounting or, you know, even vets, um, were not really open to women. A lot of these organisations were being run a little bit like, um, you know, old uh, men's clubs and... um, only open to to men, not to women. And uh, so it took an act of parliament to change that so women could um, become lawyers and accountants and any other profession that they wanted to to pursue. And now that we have kind of equality amongst technically all those professions, like we know that we can't not be employed in them as women, are we kind of done with this act? Is Is its time over and done with? I wish I could say that. Um, obviously, what's happened, um, you know, 100 years on is that it's impossible to be a woman and to be stopped from entering the profession. So we have a majority, really, 
um, of the younger ranks um, being female. A lot of the, you know, over half of the solicitor mm. profession, um, the legal profession is female. Mm. What is what's not happening is um, access to the other uh, very important exclusive club that remains very much the territory of men, which is the partnership and the leadership um, of these firms. So what happens is they enter, they do incredibly well, but they don't really rise to the top. So we still have quite a bit to go. And so we were talking um, previously about women's equality um, and the UK sliding down the scale uh, by uh, six places. Do you think the fact that we don't have more women at the top, um, so yes, equal on entry, but at the top is part of the reason we're sliding down the ranks, especially when it comes to the law um, and the way that we think about the law and um, legislation and the way things are regulated? Well, it really is. A, I think it kind of it comes from the you know, bottom up and the top down because at the same time you have very high percentages of girls being underconfident also in the UK. So you have um, a country that seems to be, if you like, discounting the value of girls and women um, as they want to to display their ambition and, and rise in the professions, really, um, generally speaking, but also in the in, in the kind of more public realm, if you like. Um, so we're looking at women that say we are here and we want to participate equally, um, and they get um, a pushback rather than a welcome. So I think, um, yes, having more women at the very top sends a signal that, um, you know, it is achievable, aspiration and ambition and uh, you know asserted by women it's really meant uh, rather than just uh, wishful thinking and once they get married um, they actually just want to stay at home so I think it's um, it's a combination of factors really and I think we need to look much earlier into into the children's lives um, in, into girls lives to really encourage them to believe to stay all the way to the end of their career uh, and make a big one of it. Mm. Dana how is the first 100 years project celebrating? Uh, the the team itself is celebrating with <laughs> one big uh, champagne brunch, and <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're certainly celebrating uh, this uh, the the end of if you like five years plus of work. Um, I think a lot of the the organisations that we we work with um, are kind of cl- closing down for 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 the Christmas period. So it's not a great time <laughs> to pass legislation, but given the impact it had, I think we mm. don't mind. <laughs> So um, we're very much kind of on the barricades to celebrate um, on Monday. Okay. Uh, Tana, thank you so much for chatting to us about it. Also with us, we have Lorraine Harvey, who's an employment lawyer at Slater and Gordon. Oh, sorry, not Lorraine. Sorry, we've got Sean Clark. Sean Clark, employment lawyer at Slater and Gordon, I hope. Hi. Hi, Sean. Sorry about that. No, that's um, okay. In, te- in real terms... Are women actually using the Sex Discrimination Removal Act to sue their employers? I think so. Obviously, I've been an employment lawyer for about the past 10 years. And during that time, a number of my cases um, have been sex discrimination cases. Um, the ones that stick in the mind the most are probably cases which involve sexual harassment. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's the more subtle type of cases where you get somebody who might, um, having announced a pregnancy, then finds a restructure going on within the workplace. And, you know, women are being um, sort of empowered and are able to come and seek legal advice and asserting their rights. But then I know that there's a lot of statistical information and 
from speaking to um, peers within the legal profession um, and, you know, friends in, in other professions, a lot of sex discrimination in the workplace goes unreported as well. So mm-hmm. I think that um, whilst, you know, the legislation is there, people are, um, you know, suing their employers. You Every now and again get quite a sort of notorious case um, that will be sort of in the public domain, but a lot of it goes unreported as well. Sean, some people might say that this Act essentially gives women the chance to say, it's not that I'm being sacked because I'm bad at my job, I'm being sacked because I'm a woman, and makes life difficult for employers to manage perhaps not very good female employees. What would you say to that? Well, I think each case has to be judged on its merits, and there are some circumstances where... um, you know, once it has been scrutinised by an employment expert, then the particular individual could be advised, well, it doesn't really appear to be a sex discrimination case. Sometimes there's, you know, a personality clash or there is mm-hmm. a capability issue. Um, but, you know, it's those issues have to be explored in the first instance. And if you sort of come from an environment where it's, you know, it's it's happened a lot. Um, you may be in a sort of quite a male-dominated workplace. Then sometimes, it, for good reason, it's the first thing that springs to mind. And, Sean, how do you feel um, about the Act? Because if this wasn't passed, we wouldn't be talking to you right now. In fact, well, none, for, the four of us wouldn't be having this, this conversation. So, you know, in terms of your, your day-to-day profession, there's a, there's a direct impact there. You know, were you, were you aware of it? Is it something that um, was in, in the back of your mind from an actual day-to-day, this-is-the-role-that-I-do perspective? I think so, yeah. Um, I mean, it's always... Um, you know, really empowering to champion sort of trailblazing women that have gone before and obviously brought around sort of legislation that really helps, um, you know, equality now. Mm. And, you know, hopefully we'll have that continuing going forward. But, yeah, I'm, I'm really mindful of, of what's gone in, on in the past and, you know, the challenges that people would have, you know, women would have faced back in, you know, the 20s, 30s, and, well, you know, up until very recently, and even now mm. um, in, the, in the legal profession. So it's, it's always something um, that I'm, I'm really aware of and really grateful to people who did sort of forge the way ahead so that there is more equal opportunity now. Mm-hmm. What would you say to any woman who feels that she might be being discriminated against at work based on her gender? Well, the first thing is to, um, you know, talk to your to your colleagues if if you can. You can, um, you know, if you've got somebody um, in HR, you can approach somebody if you're working in an organisation that does have an HR department. You can raise a grievance or you can go and seek some legal advice and see whether or not there are any um, sort of, you know, formal steps that you can take. Somebody doesn't have to resign from their job to bring a claim of sex discrimination against their employer. They can remain in employment Mm -hmm. um, and still pursue a claim. So, you know, somebody doesn't have to feel that they have to walk out of their job, leave their job, Mm -hmm. um, because that's obviously sometimes a a, a factor when people are deciding whether or not they can take action. 
you know, if somebody is in a job, they've got their income, they don't have the luxury of just walking out. The sex discrimination sort of legislation protects you within the workplace as well. Lorraine, how many um, cases of... Sean. Oh, sorry, Sean. <laughs> sorry. Sean, how many cases do you get of um, men being um, discriminated at work? We've talked a lot about women, but I'm just, I'm just wondering how many cases do you... It, it's, it, it is quite rare in my experience i have um i can recall one that i've taken all the way to um employment tribunal and that was in the catering industry um and it was a, a claim of sex discrimination um but but they are quite rare but obviously the, the sex discrimination legislation is there to protect um men you know men have a protected characteristic which is their sex and so if if a male employee feels that they are being discriminated against, um, feels that they're being harassed in the workplace and it's related to their sex, then obviously they're able to, um, you know, pursue a claim. Yeah, I just find it's fascinating that we've had this, you know, <clears throat> act for like a hundred years. You know, for a hundred years it's not been okay to discriminate sex at work yet a hundred years later we're still talking about it. It's still a problem for the majority of women, not for men. Um, and also in the professions, which is where the focus was, so you know, the legal profession, accountancy, those sort of, those sorts of things, we're not necessarily seeing women at the top consistently. That mm. I, I know that um, Dana said <coughs> you know, there aren't a lot, but I think I can think of at least three women that are yeah. heading up law firms. Uh, it's not enough, but we're there. We're just not there in volume at the moment. Yeah, and I, I, I think that. Um, you know, things are improving, I would say, from, you know, cause when I knew that I was coming on to do this, we were having a discussion about sort of our experiences mm -hmm. yesterday sort of in, in the office. And I went into the legal profession in about 1997. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can, some of the instances I can recall, things that would be said or things that were acceptable, now wouldn't be at all. And you really, you know, would pursue a claim straight away you wouldn't put up with the types of things that went on then and that's only in 20 years and so I think that you know things will progress and move forward and um, we've just got to make sure that we're you know continuing to uh, to pursue it mm -hmm. you know if it arises and, and to highlight sort of the issue and you know to continue to push for equal pay I think that's a big factor mm. and um, you know try and break through the glass ceiling and get more women yeah. in the top positions. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Sean Clark, employment lawyer at Slater and Gordon, talking about 100 years since the Sex Discrimination Removal Act. The Vampire Strikes Back. Badass Women's Hour XL on Talk Radio. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome, Natalie Duval and Alison Burton, owners of March Muses. Lovely to have you here. Thank Thank you for having us. (laughs) Uh, Natalie, when when did you decide that we needed to bring some diversity to Christmas decorations? Actually, why haven't there been diversity? That's the question that we really should be asking. (laughs) Where has the diversity been when it comes to Christmas and Christmas decorations? Um, I think we're starting to realise that we are the uber of, um, <laughs> of Christmas. Christmas decorations where, you know, when Uber came out, we didn't realise we needed Uber until it actually came. Yeah. And that's exactly what we are. We didn't actually realise how much this was needed until we actually couldn't find um, any decorations. We were both mums. Um, I've got two little girls. Um, we were looking for Christmas decorations last year to put on our tree. And I just wanted to find two little black fairies that looked like my little girls. And I swear to God, I could not find one and I looked on everywhere and I went to all the big stores I went online I found a couple in America but then you had to pay like mm. 20 25 pounds shipping yeah, for shipping. something that is like three inches mm. big um so we ended up using a Barbie doll at the top of the tree just to have Aww. a bit of color on the <laughs> and tree. I managed to find one figurine um in a local shop but she had actually painted a white angel black um, and so she didn't have very many on the shelf. I literally took the only one that she had. Yeah. Wow. So that just made me realise that if I had an appetite for them and there was only one, mm. then there must be somebody else and other people, other families that are probably yeah. looking for these also and can't uh, find them. Did you uh, have experience in creating this sort of thing? <laughs> no, to absolutely not. <laughs> no, no we, I mean, I come, from, I come from a creative background. I study drama and I'm an actress. Um, and Alison is I'm a, a recruiter. recruitment consultant. <laughs> so um, it's something that was very new to us. But we just knew that there was, um, A, a gap in the market. We're, we're women in business. We have another business that we do, um, which is like a theatre business. At as, Christmas. At Christmas time <laughs> as well. So we run two businesses at Christmas time. Um, and so we just knew that... That, you know we're entrepreneurs and so we thought well this is it's not only about being an entrepreneur but actually this is something that is for our children yeah. and for our other people's children and the reaction from everyone has been absolutely incredible yeah i mean the interest and the the purchases have not have not just come from the black community yeah. also white families and white families who have mixed race children within their mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. ones who do not they just realize actually wow why have we never seen this before yeah. and actually i feel quite bad that i never realized that we yeah. never had this before especially so. when it comes to angels mm-hmm. yeah. you know angels can be any co- i mean anyone can be any yeah. they can yeah. anything be any color but yeah. angels especially when my daughter saw this angel she was like oh it looks like me i said yes 
angels can be black. They yeah. can be they can be brown. They can yeah. be white. They can yeah. be you know pink, blue. They're angels. They're yeah. legendary religious characters. And also, I think when we saw our children's reactions as well and how excited they were, mm-hmm. we definitely knew that we were onto something. And it was definitely something that we should uh, research more, continue in the design process. And you know, one day my daughter turned and said to me, like, if you think about it, Mum, no one's actually ever seen Santa. So it's he true. could be any it's colour. True. And I was like, you, you're on my team. Yeah. You're hired, you're hired. That was going to be my uh, next question. What is your product range? So it, you started with fairies. Wow. Oh, we bought some in. Have you? Yeah, yeah, we bought some in. So we need to Sorry about the rustling. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have, we've only got six products at the moment right. because we literally just started this in, um, in we started creating it in February. I'll so, pass them around. <laughs> yeah. So we have Thank Baby you. on the Moon. Um, and let me just explain. So our company's called March Muses because Alison and I are both born in March. And obviously Muses is to be inspired and our children yeah. inspired this collection. So, so each, each um, product is named named after either a family member or someone of influence of colour who's also born in March. So currently you're holding Olivia um, and she is actually my daughter who I've got a five-year-old Olivia who's also born in March and you are holding baby Coco. um, She's Coco Graf, the uh, young up-and-coming superstar (laughs) tennis player. Amazing and that has this beautiful tree decoration which is sort of Moon Santa. It's just it's like a, it's a, a cute baby. sleeping so cute. baby. Yeah. It's the cutest. We have yeah. one called Diana, um, which is um, oh, she is. based on Diana Ross, who's also yeah. born in Stunning. March. Amazing. And what you'll see as well here, uh, your listeners can't see it, but we have tried to create with two different shades, mm. so the different complexions yeah. that you find. More than two are, are available, obviously, yeah. within the, uh, the black community, <laughs> but we've started with just two different um, complexions. Because, mm. as we know, black isn't one shade. Yeah. I have two daughters and same mum and dad one is lighter than the other it's just the way they came out yeah. and so this young man um, he is Lewis he's the darker version I was um, going to ask this because obviously angels can be men as well so this is the other thing so we have, we have, <laughs> yeah, exactly. this is pure inclusion through and through <laughs> so uh, this is Lewis and I have a cousin called Lewis but he could also be Lewis Hamilton who's also <laughs> born in March, March. <laughs> um, and then his uh, brother the lighter version is Quincy um, for Quincy Jones, also mm. born in March. So are you making these by hand? No. Oh, I wish we were that creative. <laughs> no, we, we both have full-time jobs. No, we worked with a designer and a supplier um, and we've been very much a part of the design process in getting them made. Um, it took us a while to get the proper prototype because mm-hmm. they were either too big, too small, the neck was a bit weird, the eyes were a bit the weird, hair, the, the hair, facial features. it just didn't quite look right, mm. the afro looked like a helmet, like <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of variations of us having to do um, lots of different things and we finally, um, it took us a while but we got there in the end and we launched in October of this year. And um, if people want to buy them, how, how? where are you selling them? Well, this is the other thing. So we are tiny. So we are literally doing this from our kitchens. Yeah. My we, house is a mess. We didn't realise. I'm going to have to just put everything in the cupboard and yeah. just close the door. <laughs> we didn't realise just how big this was going to get. So you can go onto our website, which is www.marchmuses.co.uk, um, and you can buy it off that. Um, we're currently not stocked anywhere else. We're not on Amazon or eBay yet. Um, we're in a small local shop. 
Great. Um, in Croydon, she has them as well. Yeah, for those who don't treasures. like to shop online. Yeah, so. um, but it's something that we're looking to do. We would love to work with a brand, um, a retailer. Yeah, who collaborate wants to... with a retailer to kind of you know bring this to the wider market. So it can be everywhere because yeah. at the moment we only ship to the UK, and we've had Hawaii, Malaysia, wow. Canada, and, um, US, yeah. Germany, like so many places. Like, oh, can you ship to us? And we're like, uh, <laughs> not we ha- yet. We haven't figured that bit out <laughs> yet. We're yeah. still very new to this. So I can see this being a huge market. It, they should be sitting next to all the other yeah. they should be sitting yeah. next to and you know what you will find so you'll find white angels and you'll find animals so they would yeah. much rather do a little penguin yeah. or a little, little reindeer little, or a little dog yeah. they'd rather cats. do that than anything yeah. of colour and that's a very interesting thing to think mm. about can I ask you when did you did you kind of when you were growing up did you notice that there were no black angels is it just something that suddenly you were like one day oh hang on I think it's when for me when we had well when we when I had my daughter you kind of yeah. think that like you know you want to bring this and bring that into part of her upbringing and then you were like okay so we're getting some black books we're getting some black dolls yeah and then you see so you're waiting you're thinking okay next it's going to be and it wasn't so then we just yeah. I'm I'm quite lucky. My mum um, and my grandma. My grandma um, used to live in Florida before she passed, and obviously in America, it's there's a lot of um, range out there. So she used to send my mum a lot of stuff. So I I kind of grew up seeing a black Santa Claus or yeah. black angels. It's it was quite normal to me, and it wasn't actually until I was actually doing my own tree and starting my own traditions that I was like, oh, I haven't got that America connect at the moment, yeah. mm. so I must be able to find it here. Oh no, I can't. And I think it's really interesting and what blew me away about being contacted by people in America is that these are already there. So that means that we must have hit on a a level of quality Mm. or a look that they can't find. And for me, that's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. From the kitchen. I love love how proud both of you are. You should be, but it's just so lovely to see. Congratulations on creating an amazing business. Thank Thank you very much. I'm going to be hanging them. They're great. This has been the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell and Emma Sexton. If you want to hear more from us, you can come follow us on social media at Badass Women's Hour HR um, or leave us a review and tell us how much you love us. We really need to feel the love. Five stars should do it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 